So my name is Elijah Goodwin. I'm the Deputy Director of Ecology at Stone Barn Center for Food and Agriculture in Westchester County, New York, about 30 miles north of New York City. Uh, and we're enveloped in a uh, state park preserve. So it's, it's, despite being in a very suburban area, it's a really beautiful place. So uh, my seed story uh, is kind of in, comes from a, a different realm. I'm actually not much of a green thumb, maybe possibly a little bit the opposite. My wife is the green thumb in my family, uh, but I come at it from an ecology side. And so thinking back, I think the first time that seeds really spoke to me and became something magical is when I started learning about how seeds disperse themselves. Um, and I just find that the, all the different strategies that seeds use to, you know, that plants use to disperse their seeds, um, absolutely fascinating. And so I'll give you two examples. And one was pretty early on when I, um, and, and it came fairly early in my life actually, um, when my dad taught me about uh, jewelweed, or it, another common name is touch-me-nots. And so just a really cool plant and it grows in wetlands and it has all these medicinal properties. So just a, a great plant already and has a lot of good associations with kind of swampy areas, um, which I love. But then when I found out how they disperse their seeds and the fact that when the seed pods swell up, they're designed so when raindrops hit them, it's almost like a spring-loaded mechanism and as the seeds mature, the pods swell and swell and swell and just at the lightest touch will cause them to explode and it throws the seeds quite a long distance and you know of course when we were kids it was fun to take the seed pods and throw them at it you know carefully pick them so they don't pop and then throw them at each other so they explode on impact um, but just that the idea that there's this just simple mechanical structure within a plant that could cause that you know explosive throwing of the seeds was just so cool to me um, and then the second way I kind of came to seed dispersal was um, through studying spring ephemerals. I've just, uh, spring ephemeral wildflowers. I've just always had this love affair with spring ephemerals. I, I think just because one, I mean, obviously they're the first thing that comes up in the spring, the first little bit of color and green that, that, you know, signals the end of a long New England winter. So, um, they're just, you know, you're ready for spring to be there and they're the first signs that it's actually arrived. Um, but I also just find their, their whole biology interesting. And in a lot of places I've lived, they're, you know, they're not that common anymore. So when you find a place that is full of spring ephemerals, it's like finding hidden treasure. Um, and so as I started to photograph and study spring ephemerals, um, I learned about how a lot of them disperse their seeds and, and a surprising number of them use this uh, method of seed dispersal called myrmecagory. Um, and so that's seed dispersal by ants. And so uh, the seeds actually have this little structure on them, a fleshy kind of structure called an eliosome. And it's filled with lipids and proteins, which the ants love. So when the spring ephemerals are finished doing their thing and the, the seed comes out and 
this liosome is really attractive to the ants. So they take the seed and they bring it into their burrows and they eat the liosome, but then they throw the seed away in their, you know, trash pile, basically, the ant colony trash pile. And it turns out that's the perfect place for these spring ephemerals to uh, germinate uh, because it has the right nutrients, it's at the right depth. Um, and it's the perfect place to create a new spring ephemeral. So just this, this idea that the plant has developed this relationship with the ants and, and is providing them a benefit, but is also some, in some way kind of manipulating them into planting exactly where the plant needs to be planted. Uh, I just found so cool. And then there's some really interesting things, you know, because we fragmented the habitat, it's so interesting to see kind of the barriers and how you might have a huge patch of uh, spring ephemerals on one side of a road and then nothing on the other. And it's, it's very similar habitat, but at some point the spring ephemerals on that other side got wiped out and now they can't get back across the road because the ants are just not going to carry the seed that far across the pavement. Um, and so it just becomes this barrier to dispersal of, of these seeds because they're relying on ants to move them from place to place, which, you know, is, is concerning, but it's also kind of cool to think about that, that it's, you know, the, the limit of the travel of the ant is how far those plants can spread as they try to repopulate, um, former areas.